Merry Christmas to you too. Hey, I saw a lot of uh, saw a lot of writings on Facebook and all social media, and people were condemning some people who didn't have church, and other people were condemning if you did have church. And hey, that's not what we're about. Uh, we're we're about grace, and uh, everybody makes their own decisions on that. Don't think you're any better because you're sitting in church today than someone who didn't have service today. But I'm glad I'm here, and I'm glad I'm here on this day. Uh, uh, especially. We have a lot of visitors today, and if you are visiting, uh, we have another Christmas gift for you, okay? And that's a 365-day devotional that I've written that we give away to all of our visitors. Love for you to grab one. They're on the information table right over here by this door, and uh, it's yours just to say thank you for uh, being here today. Love for you to take uh, one of those. Hope Has a Name is a song that was sung. Paul read scriptures about uh, hope. Hope is a, uh, a Christian I, uh, idea. Uh, when I was young, I may hope for something, and that was probably wishful thinking. The hoping that, hope that I did was uh, a verb, but we have a hope that's a noun. Uh, it's completely different. It's, uh, I, I hope that the Buckeyes are going to beat Georgia, okay? But that's wishful thinking. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's positive thinking. That's not biblical hope. Biblical hope is a certainty. Biblical hope is a noun. In fact, one of the verses that I've got written for you right on the screen behind is from Matthew. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, speaking of Jesus, said, In his name the nations will have hope. This, this world would be a completely different place if Jesus was not born. Even an atheist would admit that. An honest atheist would have to admit that Jesus has had the biggest imprint on this world than any other person who's ever lived. Now, an honest atheist will tell you that. The atheist may not, atheists would obviously believe that Jesus was a person. I mean, that's undeniable if you have a brain that there was a person called Jesus walking around Palestine in, in the first century. No atheist will, will deny that. Atheists will not think he's the son of God. But atheists would have to say, that there is, there's no one that's had a bigger imprint upon this world than the person whose in name we put our hope. And that's the person of, of Jesus Christ. Can I, tell you, can I tell you that of the first 123 colleges and universities that were started in the United States, only one of those was started without a Christian purpose. Only one of them. Uh, if Jesus had not been born, I, I would assume universities and colleges would, would have come along somewhere. I, I would have believed that. But you cannot deny, and you look in, you look in the history books and they will tell you, that, that, that almost every single one of the early schools, you start naming them, uh, all, all the Ivy uh, League schools were started with a Christian purpose. I think I have the seal of, of uh, Harvard University up here. Do I have that? That's the original seal in 1642 of Harvard University. It's, it's not the seal now. It's the original seal. The seal now simply has veritas, V-E-R-I-T-A-S. That means truth. Jesus said in the King James language many times, verily, verily, I say unto you, and he was talking about truth. This is the original seal. It has truth, but it has written truth E-T-E-T, for Christ, Christo, 
Ecclesia Church. Truth for Christ in the church. That's the, that's the first seal of Harvard University, 1642. Now, if Jesus had not been born, um, I, I, probably a Harvard would have come along. But you cannot deny the fact that Harvard and Yale and those other Ivy League schools, and as well as all but one of the first 123 schools, were started with a Christian purpose. And more than likely, that Christian purpose was to train clergy. Was to train clergy. In fact, the first mission statement is the next slide I have up here. The first mission statement of Harvard University. Everyone shall consider as the main end of his life and studies to know God in Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. That was a mission statement of Harvard University. If Jesus had not been born, I think Harvard would have probably come along. But it would probably come along later, and it would certainly have come along with a different person. You, you, you cannot deny in a simple history lesson that, that, that Jesus has impacted all kinds of higher education. Uh, let's just look locally. Would there be a Wilberforce University without Jesus? William Wilberforce was a Christian abolitionist in England, wanted to put out slavery, and he did it because of his faith. And because of his faith in Jesus Christ, he feels like these slaves were being treated in the wrong way. I, I don't know if we would have a Wilberforce University. <laughs> If Jesus had not been born. I'm here to tell you this morning that even from a secular perspective and an atheist perspective, there's no one in this earth that's had a bigger imprint, a bigger impact on this world than, than Jesus Christ. I got some graphics up here. Can we start scrolling these one at a time? Now look at this. Christians adopt children more than two times more than non Christians. We talk about all the children today that need to be adopted, need mothers and fathers. You know how many more of those there would be without Christians? And many of us that have done that have done that as part of our Christian life, have done that as part of our Christian outworking in our life. I, I don't think there's anything that you can do that exemplifies Christianity more than adopting a child because that's what God has done for us. The Bible says we've been adopted into his family. We've been adopted into his family. There's very little that you can do that is more Christian or exemplifies the Christian life more than adopting children. When Sue and I were foster parents and when we were, we were adopting, we were, had to go through all kinds of foster parent training and all kinds of continuing education to keep our foster parents licensed and all that kind of stuff. And the room was filled with Christian people. The room was filled with Christian people. I'm telling you the difference. If Jesus had not been born... The imprint that he's left on this world is uh, tremendous. What's the next slide that I have up here? Um, beds for the homeless. 58% of all beds for the homeless are provided by faith-based organizations. 58% of all the beds for homeless are provided by faith-based organizations. Why is Bridges of Hope in business? Uh, well, it was just some good people that wanted to, to help some homeless out, or was it some good Christian people who felt like it was an outworking of their faith? 
I'm, I'm trying to tell you this morning something that you may have already known. This world will be a far, far different place if Jesus had not been born. What, what do we have up here next? Giving to the poor in the last seven days by do- donating either money, time, or goods. Christians who attend church weekly and, and are active in their faith, 65% say they have given in the last seven days, 41% of other Americans. Just, just think of all the, the charity that is given. Just think of all the money that is given. Many of that, much of that is given because of our faith. Much of that is given because we give God the first 10% of our money every single month. It comes off right off the top. And, and we do that because the Bible teaches that, and that's just an outworking our faith. I wonder, I wonder if Jesus had not been born, how much less money there would be to go for poor people. What's the next slide that we have up here? Who's done volunteer work in the last seven days? 45% of Christians who attend church weekly and pray daily, 27% of other Americans. I'm not, friends, you're, you're hearing me really, really wrong if you're, if you're hearing me stand up here and bragging about us Christians. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that we're better than anybody else or anything like that. I'm just quoting you some statistics. And I'm just quoting you some things that if Jesus had not been born, this world would be an entirely, an entirely different place. Do I have one more slide? Most U.S. charity is religious. 73% of all American charitable giving, uh, 41% goes to congregations, 27% goes to groups uh, with no religious ties, 32% goes, uh, is, goes to religious uh, charities. All kinds of ministries, we did that with our 100% offering. Friends, um, if there had not been such a person as... Well, let me just play the devil's advocate. Let me agree with the atheist for a second. Uh, Jesus is not the son of... He's a person that lived, and these, these legends have been built up around his name and all that, but, but he's, he's um, not the son of God, and he certainly didn't rise from the dead. And, and, and uh, let me take the, the argument of the atheist, but we would still have to say that no one has had a bigger impact on this world. No one has had a bigger impact on this world. What if you didn't have hope this morning? What if Jesus was never born? You know, Jesus came and totally redefined the way we understood women and children. Totally redefined the way we understood women and children. Many times the disciples criticized Jesus because he was, had little children sitting on his knee. And, and basically they were saying, hey, you're too much of an important person to do that. And Jesus said, you bring the little children to me. Uh, with, with, without, without Jesus, uh, 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 women and children in Jesus' day were really commodities. And, and you look back into, into, into the Old Testament, and it's, it would have been the same way. <laughs> Jesus came and totally redefined the way that we understood women and children. <laughs> if Jesus had not been born, we would not know God as Father. In the mystery of the Trinity, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Over 200 times in the New Testament, God is referred to as a Father, only four in the Old Testament. The major way that most of you probably understand God is the Father. Is he a judge? Yes, he's a judge. Is he a king? Yes, he's a king. Is he a ruler? Yes, he's a ruler. He's all those things, but Jesus seemed to describe him more than anything else as a father. 
And it's that father relationship that we can have with him. I, I guess I can have a relationship with a judge. I guess I could. It, uh, that doesn't come naturally to me. I guess I can have a relationship with a, a king, but it seems like it's much easier to understand the personal relationship we're supposed to have with Jesus Christ when Jesus came as the son to reveal him as the father. Paul writes that we can, we can, we can cry, Abba, Father. Somebody I just heard, I don't know, even remember where it was, but somebody was talking about Abba uh, the other day, and I, I can remember... Uh, a bombing of a Hebrew school in Los Angeles. Uh, this was probably two decades ago. And on TV, there was, they, were, they were filming the, the parents of these Hebrew children that were coming, and one little Hebrew boy saw his daddy come, and he runs, Abba, Abba! It's a tender term. It's much more tender than father. <laughs> because Jesus came. Because Jesus came. Because Jesus was born, we understand God in a different way. He's not the man upstairs. He, he's not somebody that, that we cower in fear, and it's not somebody that we just try to stay on the good side of. He's Abba. <laughs> he's Abba, Father. Jesus defined worship. Before Jesus came, worship was centered around the sacrifice of bulls and goats and sacrifice for for sins in the temple, the slaying and the slitting of the throats of bulls and goats. <laughs> Jesus redefined that. Worship became a personal thing, and so personal, Jesus said. You know what Jesus said? Worship is so personal that if you right now realize that somebody's got something against you or you got something against somebody, you ought to get out of here right now and go take care of that situation and come back. That's what Jesus says. Worship is just not about ritual was just not about the slaying of bulls and the goats it became a very very personal thing we worship God in spirit and in truth Jesus redefined giving <laughs> redefined giving the widow gave two mites and Jesus says you know when I look at her and see her give she gave more than all the rest he redefined giving it's a matter of of the heart and it's, it's 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 you don't have status because you give so much you can even give two mites that the widow gave he redefined giving redefined prayer both of those are supposed to be secret things jesus said you're not you're you're not a you're not a big um uh any more spiritual that you can stand up and pray in front of people in fact sometimes jesus says when you get up and pray in front of people it can be a pharisaical thing because you want to hear let people hear you pray and I have to struggle with that every day as as a as a Christian when I offer public prayers I have to remember that I'm talking to God and not talking to you because if, if I'm talking to you it's pharisaical it's showy Jesus said in your giving you know just you know do it in secret don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing you don't have to put your name on the building yeah, put your name on the building. Somebody else, let somebody else put your name on the building. <laughs> but you don't have to give so much money and the, your name goes on it. Let, let your right hand not know what the left hand is doing. Your prayers should be in secret and your giving should be in secret. And that is because Jesus came. He redefined all of that for us. Without Jesus, would we have Valentine's Day? Mm -mm. Wouldn't have that. It's Saint Valentine's Day. Wouldn't have it. 
It's Saint Valentine's Day. It's Saint Patrick's Day. We wouldn't have Thanksgiving. We would have never heard of the Mayflower. Or it'd be something different anyway. Obviously, we wouldn't have Easter. We wouldn't have the Red Cross. If Jesus had not been born, if, if we didn't have anything to be able to celebrate today, if hope had not come in the form of Jesus Christ, uh, th there wouldn't have been people who started the Red Cross or the Salvation Army or Alcoholics Anonymous. All started with Christian purposes. Now, most of those organizations have even the Salvation Army has gone kind of secular. But the genesis of those, the beginning of those, is because some Christian people were trying to work out their Christian life. Well, can you even imagine? Can you even imagine the difference it would have made if Jesus had never been born? If we had, don't have the hope in his name that we have today. For years and years and years and years, centuries, the birth of Jesus set the calendar. Did it not? B.C. and A.D. And now we're, we're, we're too cool for that. We're too sophisticated for that now. And we call it the common era and before the common era. We're, we're, we're too sophisticated. We're too elite now to be able to say B.C. and A.D. But that doesn't mean that for over the... For the first 2,000 years of recorded history anywhere, anyway, it was recorded by the birth of Jesus. It was such and such B.C. or such and such A.D. I, I, I just came today to try to tell you. You can think of Jesus however you want to think of Jesus, and that's your right, and I'd fight for your right to think of him however you choose to think of him. I really would. You have free will on that. But man, if, if you don't believe that he's the son of God, that's, that's your right to believe that. I, but let me tell you, you have to admit that nobody has affected this world like the person of Jesus Christ. And if that is true, maybe he deserves a little investigation on your part. Just maybe you can't pass him off as my father's savior or my mother's savior maybe if you're a really thinking person and no one has affected this world like jesus maybe that person deserves your investigation <laughs> world would be an entirely different place without christ before before jesus came the cross was simply an instrument of death it would be simply an instrument of death I saw a couple of kids today that had Christmas presents, and they had crosses. They showed me their crosses that were their Christmas presents. Um, you wouldn't have done that without Jesus. The cross would not have been an ornament around your neck. The cross would, would not have been something to wear. That would, it, 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 that would be like me giving my boys a chain with an electric chair tied to it today because an instrument of death and you, you, you would look at me and say well that's about the weirdest thing I've ever seen why is he, why is he walking around with an electric chair around his neck 
or, or a, a syringe that, that uh, injects medicine into your body that kills you. However, we execute capital punishment today. That's all the cross was. But Jesus came and totally redefined the cross. Totally. Re- so we wear the cross around our necks. You don't have any clue. You put yourself back into pre-Jesus' time and go tell people that you're going to wear a cross around your neck. They look at you sideways. He, he redefined the cross. What, what would it be like if Jesus had not been born? He redefined death. <laughs> he redefined death. How can we come in here and back in July or whenever it was and, and celebrate the life of Mark and Karen Cummins? And, 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 just, and just absolutely celebrate it. Well, I, I, I'm, I, I would much rather what happened to Mark and Karen happened to Mark and Karen instead of they're finishing their six months in the hospital because they got 200 tubes up them. Death, death is simply a step because of Jesus. Death is simply a step. Why can my, why can my papa raise his hand an hour before his death and say, all is forgiven? And Go ahead, Papal. That's all I needed here. Go ahead, Papal. Have a good time. I'll see you when I get there. Well, hey, Jesus redefined death. We can sit around the death of a lo- deathbed of a loved one, be sad because we're not going to be able to enjoy their company anymore, but somehow have a smile in all that sadness if that person is a Christian. That person is given their heavenly reward. Mark and Karen Cummins are more alive today than any of us are alive. Jesus, if, if, if Jesus did not come, we wouldn't have that, friends. We, 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 we wouldn't have that. Do you know that Jesus is the number one topic? When you list the, 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 the songs that have been written and what the topics of the songs are, you list all, if you, could, if you could list every single song that's ever been written and what the songs are about, Jesus would be the number one topic. There's more songs been written about Jesus than any other topic, any other name, ever. We would not have the Messiah if it wasn't for Jesus. We wouldn't have some of those great Christian hymns, one of them we're going to sing at the end of this service. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. (laughs) God and sinners reconciled reconciled if you're if 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 you if you believe in an afterlife but don't believe in in jesus how are you going to get to heaven you you have no other way than on your own supposed goodness that's all you have and how good do you have to be think about that how good do you have to be where's the measure where's the bar where's it written that tells you how good you have to be it's not written anywhere it's just subjective and everybody thinks they're good enough (laughs) Everybody thinks they're good enough. God and sinners have been reconciled. That's what Christmas means. God and sinners have been reconciled. So let's do something really weird on Christmas Day. Let's serve communion. 
Because you know what Revelation chapter 13 says? That Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. In the mind of God. In a way I can't explain to you and don't understand. 13.8, I think of Revelation. I think that's it. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Which means, this is not very Christmassy and festive and all that. You know what it means? He was born to die. We don't, we don't sing that too much. But why, was, why did he come? It was it primarily to teach us how to live? Was it primarily to say a lot of nice things? Was it primarily to be able to say, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are the meek and all those other things that he said? No, that was not the primary reason. He came so God and sinners could be reconciled. He was born to die. And I know, I know that doesn't give anybody goosebumps and Merry Christmas feelings and all that, but that's about as theologically accurate as I can be. And so that's why we serve communion on Easter, on, on Christmas Day. Because if he had not come, if he had not come, the only, thing, the only hope that we would have is in somehow I've been good enough, but I really don't know if I've been good enough, uh, so I'm just going to risk it and get to the end and hope that I've been good enough. That's all, that's all you'd have. That's all you'd have. But we have hope in his name and what he has done for us. Friends, don't ever let anyone persuade you. He has the biggest impact of any person that's ever walked on this earth. The world will be totally, totally different if Jesus has not died. If you're not a Christian here today, he's worthy of your investigation. You have to be an honest person and be able to say, yes, I can see the impact that he's made. And if I'm a thinking person, I can't just turn my back on this impact that he's made. I can't just turn my back on it. I have to investigate this person a little further. Lee, Lee Strobel was out and out atheist. And he started, he, he thought, I've got to be honest. Okay, I know this Jesus is an important person. And he started investigating him. And now Lee Strobel has probably written 20 Christian books about this person of Jesus Christ because in investigation he thought that he was not only worthy of that investigation he found out that he's worthy of my worship as well our, our servers are coming to the table praise God for the manger and the shepherds and the wise men and all that stuff that we remember but can I tell you something he's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world he was born to die, and it is most appropriate that we remember him on this day. Father, we thank you for the person of Jesus. I, I, could, I could talk for hours on the change that Jesus has made in this world and how this world would be such a different place if your son Jesus had not come. Father, 
penetrate our hearts and minds with that truth. And for those in this room today that are struggling with that or struggling to indeed accept him as Lord and Savior of their life, may this little simple message start some real investigation for them that they really need to dig in and see who this person is that made the biggest impact the world has ever seen. Help us now as we come forward for communion, as we gather around the table. May it be a worshipful time for us in Jesus' name. Amen.